0: But let's go to the word, my brothers and sisters. You all, whether you have noticed it or not, have been hearing my text all morning. And uh, that isn't by coincidence. It is Jeremiah 29 and 11, which reads, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Now, as you may have noticed, there have been a lot of changes in the way that we live our lives nowadays. I think back to our watch night service on June 31st, 2019 as we celebrated the coming of the year 2020. We were right here in this building, And even though the building looks the same, our lives now look completely different as they did back then. But we never could have imagined as we prayed the year 2020 in that night that in a couple months later, our lives would be this unrecognizable. If someone would have told us then that face masks were going to be a part of our everyday wardrobe, we wouldn't believe them. We would have thought that they had completely lost their mind. We might have even laughed at them. But here we are now, still living in the time of some of the most radical changes to our lifestyles that we've been in, in a very, very long time. I've been told and I've come to believe it, that there are two things in life that people hate. The first thing is change. The second thing that people hate even more than change is sudden change. It was the writer Mary Shelley that said, Nothing is so painful to the human mind as a great and sudden change. But the only thing that will never change, my friend, is that there will be change. Everyone say that word with me, say change. You never know it living out here in Southern California because it is always so beautiful out here. Amen. Hey, man, that's a shout out to my brothers on the East Coast. But it is always so beautiful out here in Southern California, but seasons change. Spring turns to summer. Summer turns to fall, fall to winter, and winter to spring. Time marches on change. Ecclesiastes 1 and 5 says the sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south and turns to the north. Round and round and round it goes, ever returning to its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea Is never full to the place the streams come there they return again change at this very second the earth is spinning on its axis at about 1,000 miles an hour we are traveling around the Sun at 66,627 miles an An hour. So it's a delusion to think that you're sitting still in the same place that you were even a second ago. Even though you're sitting still here in the church, you are moving. Change and movement are happening whether you know it or not. Change. People grow. And mature. For better or worse, they change. It is the way of nature. It is unnatural for things not to change. Most of the time, we want things to stay the same. Some of us who are older remember the music that we grew up with, and we look at disdain at the newer styles of music that are on the scene now. We remember the way we used to dress, and we look down our noses at the way kids dress nowadays, not reeling that when we were young, older folks and our parents criticized the way we used to dress. Lady May and Bishop used to think my pants were too baggy, and now I think my nephews and everybody in their age range wears wears their pants a little too tight nowadays. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Change. We look at our children, and it's hard to accept the fact that they are changing right before our eyes. As old as I am now, Lady May still sees me as her child. I was on my way down to start service service one day from Bishop's office, and she caught me as I was walking in and tried to fix my belt. I was like, "Mom." Mama, come on now. I got kids, you know, I'm a grown man up in here. Come on now, fixing my belt. I look at Charles and Julian and I see them getting bigger. I see their voices starting to change and get deeper. I say things to them now and now they have something to say back. Which means that they are getting older, which means that I am getting older. I joke that somebody needs to slow this train down just a little, but it keeps right on rolling along. In fact, it seems that the older I get, the faster this train seems to be going. Change. Say it with me, say change. But the truth is, beloved, that we resist change. Even when the change is for our good, we get used to the way things are, even if we don't like them. You see, we like normality. It gives us a sense of stability in a world that can be very unpredictable at times. We like to hold on to our routines. They give us a sense of peace, even though we might not even like the circumstances at the moment. Most of the time, changes are so subtle that they go unnoticed. But sometimes, a change comes around that is so big that everyone in the whole world has to take note Of what has happened. When we were first faced with the change in our reality that the coronavirus brought, we have to admit that many of us just all out panicked. Some of us went full zombie apocalypse mode, (laughs) as if hoarding all of the guns and ammo and hand sanitizer and toilet paper we could would somehow prepare us what was going to happen. Raise your hand if you could find a roll of toilet paper in the store when all of this first started going on. (laughs) Somebody started selling bottles of hand sanitizer for $100 a bottle. We learned that all of that panic buying was ultimately a psychological mechanism to deal with our own fear and uncertainty. It was a way to assert some kind of power or control in a situation by taking some kind of action in circumstances that made us all feel so uncertain and powerless. It's like pushing the button to an elevator over and over and over again when it's taking too long. You've all done it. It doesn't help, but it's something that we do to deal with our lack of in a situation that is beyond our control. Some people, on the other hand, tried to act like nothing had changed at all and wanted to keep living like they used to, even though the people around them and people they knew started getting sick and passing away. I mean, so much has happened in the past two years that for some reason seems like it was so Long ago, there were wildfires out in Australia and even wildfires out here in Southern California that burned millions of acres. This is just the past two years. There were the tragic deaths of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and all of those protests that came along with them. You remember those? That was just last year there was a very contentious and divisive presidential election. We witnessed for the first time in 200 years an insurrection at our capital. This was just last year, but it seems so long ago. War at this very moment is being waged in the Ukraine. So much has passed on in the West, so much has, so many have passed on in the West Angeles family that it would actually take a whole service for us to sit down and actually we call and count them all. Change. So much has happened so rapidly that it seems like we've been in a whirlwind. For the past two years, we have been enduring an all-out assault on our sense of stability and peace. Every event, both large and small, chipping away at our sense of peace and stability to the point that we have absolutely no idea what tomorrow holds. Just think about it for a second. This isn't the same world that we were living in in the year 2019. It's like that feeling of our heads spinning has become normal. We've all had to realize and be reminded that there are things that are happening that are completely outside of our control, change. But if we take a quick look at history, we'll see that although these times seem unprecedented, We've been here before. Right here in America, the yellow fever epidemic of 1670 had a 70% mortality rate. It was the first time social distancing had ever been recorded in this continent. In 1793, yellow fever again killed 25% of the population of the city in Philadelphia back then. In 1918, 675,000 people died from the Spanish flu epidemic. We've been here before. Our founder, Bishop Charles Harrison Mason, bless his soul, had to cancel the Holy Convocation that year. In 1957, there were 116 deaths, from something called the Asian flu. In 1968, more than 100,000 people died from the Hong Kong flu. In the 1300s, it has been said that more than 60 million people died from the plague. And that's just in Europe, not even counting other parts of the world at that time during the early stages of world war ii the people of the united kingdom were bombed every night for eight months straight they were bombed every night for eight months straight they faced unimaginable changes to their way of life every night for eight months the ground shook from the force of explosions and devastation, and every morning the British people would come out from under the ground of their bomb shelters and live their everyday lives, picking up the pieces and moving forward. In fact, the slogan, Keep Calm and Carry On, came from this period. Wink at your neighbor and say, Keep Calm. And carry on. That's like the second title of our sermon on today. Now these historical facts are not to downplay the pain that this latest epidemic has caused, but they are to remind us that God has brought us through some pretty tough times in the past. And the same God that sustained us then will sustain us now... In these changing times. Oh, somebody give the Lord a praise on this morning. The same God that carried us through back then is going to carry us through as we move into the future. There were many times in the Bible when God's people were faced with change. But today we look at the passage that we call that we all know and love. My daddy taught me to it a long time ago. Jeremiah 29 and 11, where it reads, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. It's become one of the unofficial slogans of our church, but if you read the next couple voices, verses, you'll read where it says, then you will call upon me and go pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me, and you will find me. When you search for me with all of your heart, I will be found by you, says the Lord. Now, it's one thing to be told that you can look for something and, you know, but it's another thing to be told by that something you're looking for that you will find me. All you, we have to do is look. You will look for me and search for me with all of your heart, and I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. I will bring you back from your trouble. You see, these verses were spoken to a people that were in a very tough and adverse circumstance. God's people, because they had turned from God because of their sins, again, had been conquered by the Babylonians. They were in the midst of a lifelong exile and servitude to their enemy. They had been in exile and under oppression for 70 years years. Some of them never knew freedom. Life couldn't be more difficult for them. But even in the middle of all of their pain, God reminded them of a promise. He reminded them of the thoughts that he had towards them. No matter what is happening, you can rest in the fact that you are in God's will and in his hands, Of protection. Oh, give the Lord some praise on this morning. Hallelujah. It has been said that the flames of life burn some but forge others. And that all great change is preceded by chaos. It's only after you've stepped outside of your comfort zone that you begin to change. It's only that when you step outside of your comfort zone that you begin to grow and transform. Whatever circumstances we may be facing nowadays, we have to remember that all is not lost, but all may be past. It was the great Eckhart Tolle that said, some changes look negative on the surface, but you will soon realize that space is being created in your life for something new to emerge. (laughs) That when God is taking you from one place and it feels uncomfortable and you don't understand it, that he's making room for what he wants to do in your life today and tomorrow. Don't fight against change, don't fight against nature. It is a widely stated idiom that the word crisis, when written in Mandarin Chinese, is written in two characters. The first character represents danger. The second character represents opportunity, or more accurately, change point. So you have danger represented in the word crisis and you have change, transformation, opportunity represented in the second part of that word. Some of our greatest triumphs have come about in the midst of our greatest challenges. For example, after the day of Pentecost, the believers in Jerusalem were basking in the afterglow Of the Holy Spirit that had just fallen on and filled them. They were still speaking in tongues, healing people, touching people. Christianity was growing under the power of the Holy Spirit. And they might have stayed right there in Jerusalem, but persecution of the followers of Christ soon came. And the Sanhedrin started persecuting. Christians and they were forced to flee from their homes. They had to run from their lives, for their lives. But as they fled, they preached. And they would not have been fleeing if they weren't being persecuted. Persecution, crisis, change point, opportunity, danger. As they fled, they preached. But as they preached, the gospel spread. Amen. Well, to stop the spread of the gospel, the Sanhedrin commissioned a young, intense young man named Saul from Tarsus to hunt these Christians down. And while he was traveling to a place called Damascus, he met the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The rest, beloved is history. Apostle Paul became the most effective promoter of the gospel that the world has ever seen. The church's biggest challenge and trial ended up being the church's biggest blessing. What the devil meant for evil, God meant for good. Somebody say change. Now somebody give the Lord praise on this morning. Hallelujah. (laughs) Now we have to figure out how to make all of this change That we had to sit still for in the past couple years Meaningful to our lives Our assignment now is to find meaning In all of this change Now is the time for us to hear What the spirit of God is saying to us Today Now that we've had all of this time to ourselves and not gathering, we need to reconsider how the time we spent apart can benefit us in our relationship with God and our relationship with each other now that we're beginning to come back together. In the middle of all of the chaos and learning to be still, by now we should have learned how to, one, trust God a little bit more day to day. Two, we should have been learning to experience God's peace no matter the circumstances. We should have been learning how to keep calm and carry on. Three, we should have been learning that we can bless others in all circumstances and not take each other for granted. Instead of thinking about me and mine and what I'm going through so much, I need to be thinking about someone else and how I can... Bless them. I used to laugh at the prayer that Bishop would joke about when he would say, you know, he blessed me and my wife and my son John and his wife and us four and no more. Some of us were still learning, they're still saying that prayer even during the epidemic. But God was teaching us that we can learn to bless others in all circumstances. Number four, we learned how important it is to connect with each other. We never knew how much we needed to connect with each other until we couldn't connect with each other. I'll say it again. I've said it before, and I'm going to continue to say it again. West Angeles is the most beautiful building on Crenshaw. But we, the people, the members, the body of Christ are West Angeles. We are the church. It's never been about this beautiful building. It's always been about you, the people. All of us being the church means the most not only now on a Sunday, but on Monday through Saturday as well, what you're thinking about on your job. What kind of God's love are you spreading in your bedroom and in your house and in traffic and on your way to work? We are God's hands and his heart. We're trying out for God to do something about what's going on in the world today. And God looks back at us and says, I have done something. I sent you. Now, what are you going to do in my power? What are you going to do with the power that I have given you? You are my children, and I've given you all the power you need to go higher and higher and higher. We're looking up for God to change the world. Oh, God, help us. And God is like, we'll get to work. Because wherever you go, I will be. Wherever you proclaim my name, I will be. Wherever you declare my power, that's where my power will be. So get to work. Don't sit here waiting for me to do something. I sent you. Now, even though we may find ourselves in situations that it seems like we have no control over, we serve a God that does have control. That's the main point. And he said that he would never leave us. He said that he would be here with us until the end of the age. He said that he would be our sword and our shield. He said that he would be our rock. He promised that he would be our fortress. Even though we're here together in the midst of all of this change, there is one thing that will never change, and that is our heavenly Father, beloved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said in his word, for I am the Lord and I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed. You are not consumed by rumors of war. You are not consumed by all of the chaos, all of the uncertainty, all of the anger, all of the hatred, all of the pain. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. He is the same today yesterday and forevermore he said that he would be with us even to the end of the age he did not bring us this far through all of this change and all of this craziness to leave us here right now oh somebody give the lord praise on today hallelujah Jesus himself said in John 16 and 33, these things that I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. You see, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He says, he will, you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth your fruit in Your season, your leaf, also shall not wither, and whatsoever you doeth shall prosper. We all have to remember the command we were given in Philippians 4, 6-7, to be anxious for nothing. But by in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, not the peace of your bank account, not the peace of all of your possessions, not the peace of people saying that everything is going to be all right, not the peace of CNN, not the peace of Fox News, not the peace of that we put our trust in, but the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. That means they're not going to be able to understand why you are so peaceful. Part of your house is burned down, but praise the Lord, I'm going to be all right. Crazy stories coming on the news, but I'm going to be all right. They tried to take over the Capitol, but that's all right. My God says, I'm going to be all right. I have the peace of the God, peace of God. The peace of God, which suppresses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines. Though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet, 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 I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Somebody here give the Lord a yet praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I may be in the midst of change, yet. I'ma give the Lord praise. I may not know what's gonna happen tomorrow, yet. I'ma give the Lord praise. I might not have any money in my bank account, yet. My bills may come to here, but my money may only come to here. Mm -hmm. Yet, I'm gonna give the Lord praise. Hallelujah! Somebody give the Lord praise with me. Don't make me praise it by myself in here today. Woo! I may not know what's going on out there, but yet, I'm going to give the Lord praise because he has kept me peace. He has given me peace. He's covered us with protection. He's given us purpose. Yet, I'm going to give the Lord praise. Everybody in the house of the Lord standing on today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everyone close your eyes with me. Everyone just close your eyes. In these times of change, when it seems that the world is being turned upside down, it's good to know that we can lean on the rock of ages. God never promised that if you give your life to him, there would never be changes. Nature is change. He never promised that there would never be storms in your life but he did promise that he would never leave you or forsake you. You see, beloved, there's never been a better time for you to give your life to the Lord. When God brings us through all of this change, and he will bring us through, because he promised to, you can come out of this time of change and chaos better than you were when you went into it. I am a living testimony. That he will bring you out of your change better than you were when you went into it. If any man or woman be in Christ, they are a new creation. old things having passed away, all things becoming new. Now that we've been reminded that no matter what changes God, no matter what changes, God will be with us use this time to start a deeper relationship with almighty god he loves you more than you could ever imagine for now i know the thoughts that i think towards you says the lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope Then you will call upon me and go pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord. Give your life to him today. If there is someone here that wants to give your life to our Savior, Just come on down here to the altar, it's okay. If you want to make the decision to put your life in his hands in the middle of all of this change, just come on down. You, You need someone that you can lean on. You need someone who is unmoving, someone that won't shift or waver. And that someone is almighty God. Hallelujah. Even if you're online, you can pray with us on today. Hallelujah. Oh, don't worry. You're among friends today. You can come on down. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Lord, we want to thank you. Lord, we want to thank you that even though we are in the middle of all of these strange and changing times, that you are with us. We pray that there is someone under the sound of my voice that now wishes to be with you. We pray that you would forgive us for the wrong that we've done. Forgive us for the wrong that we've been. Everyone under the sound of my voice, please repeat after me. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that He came and died for my sins. I believe that He arose from the dead. I now ask Him to come into my heart and my life today. I thank Him for giving me life everlasting. And I will walk in his power and serve him all of my life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand on today. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me and meant it from the bottom of your heart, you are now saved. We want to connect with you, my brothers. Hallelujah. We have people here that we'd like for you just to spend a few moments with. And if you follow them, we'll get you just a little bit of information from you. And we'll get a little bit of information to you. And we'll walk on this journey together with you. Let's give the Lord another praise on today. If If you will follow that, Elder John Patton, that brother right there, then we'll be able to walk forward with you in the name of Jesus.